Welcome back to the Commerce Collective podcast brought to you by Flywheel. In this episode, we're covering STV, or what can also be spelled out as streaming TV. And who doesn't love streaming TV, am I right? My name is Emma Irwin, and I'm a senior editor and specialist at Flywheel. Let's dig into the content of this episode. We're going to learn about what STV actually is, how to set up and scale STV campaigns, how STV fits into your larger strategy, and last but not least, how to measure STV and its impact on the funnel. Let's meet our guests. Hi, I'm Kim Raisin. I'm the Director of Programmatic Services at Perpetual, and I oversee our DSP team. Hello, I'm Gloria Steiner. I'm the Director of Data Intelligence at Perpetual, and we do all things Amazon Marketing Cloud, custom reporting for clients, and just general business intelligence. Perfect. And a question that we ask everyone, and Gloria, you know this one, but I'm going to have both of you tell me what the last thing you've purchased from Amazon is. Which, Kim, what is that for you? Very boring, but the last thing I purchased on Amazon was a cordless vacuum. That's so exciting. (laughs) That actually is. I'm jealous. It's a Bissell, like a handheld vacuum. I'm a Bissell fan. Gloria, what about you? So I'm actually moving this Sunday or Saturday. And so I bought a bunch of stuff for my apartment, like um, a chair, a monitor, a book, actually, some random stuff. Very nice. I love it. I think you're the first one that's given me like more than one thing in one go. It's a whole package. Okay. Next one. I'm going to ask it now and we're going to come back to it at the end. But we ask everyone on Mastering Metail something that's been on your digital wish list, which really just means it like lives in a cart online, but you won't actually purchase it on like the moving things in the hand or yeah, cordless vacuum. But we'll come back to it at the end to kind of wrap things up if that sounds good. Sounds good. Yep. To make sure we all start out on the same page, let's listen to Kim tell us about what we actually mean by STV. Yeah, for sure. I mean, streaming TV ads are essentially large screen, high impact ad units that are served on streamed devices. So best way to think about it is like a traditional TV ad. It's in your screen at home, but it's served through the internet. Love it. And then when you say served through the internet, what is that? Like, can you tell me more about what that means? Like, you don't just say, hey, shoot my streaming TV ad out of the internet and onto a TV. Yeah, I mean, the best way to think about streaming TV ads is if you have a device at home that you use to consume media, it's connected to the internet and you're streaming that content and you're watching content that is ad supported, then the ads that you're seeing are generally purchased programmatically through a DSP. And that's different to the traditional kind of TV ads on cable and everything from the past. Yeah, I mean, traditional ads are bought directly through media groups or there's a much harder kind of barrier to entry uh, to be able to actually purchase that media. Whereas anyone who's activating on a DSP has the ability to purchase streaming TV ads. And next up, let's talk about the actual process of determining if STV is right for you. So you're a brand, you're currently not running streaming TV. How do you know if it's like the right fit for you? Building your digital media strategy is really like building blocks. So you want to make sure that you have a really, really strong foundation. And what I mean by that is, specifically for advertisers who are selling on Amazon, sponsored products are going to be the foundation of your strategy. So you want to make sure that you have really a really strong strategy on your sponsored ads, say sponsored products, then you might move up to sponsored brands, sponsored display, then you start exploring DSP. And I would say streaming TV is really at the top of that tower. So you want to make sure that you have everything else built out first, that you've really diversified your strategy before diving into streaming TV to make sure that you're reaching your audience. I guess that you're 
effectively utilizing your budget across all stages of the funnel before you get into streaming TV. And if you're kind of just testing and learning, what are some of those considerations regarding kind of what to test and for how long? Yeah. So the first thing you want to do when you're setting up a streaming TV buy is really there's three main things that that you have to consider. So the first is going to be what creative assets do you have that you can leverage? What's the story that you want to tell with your streaming TV campaign? Do you have existing assets? Do you have to go out and create those assets? Do you want those assets to be more lifestyle or branding focused? Do you want them to be product focused? There's really a lot that we can do. And, and the creative is you know, essentially what the end consumer is going to see. So you want to make sure you have a really, really strong creative. From there, you want to think about what is the audience that you want to reach? So do you want to target a really broad demo-based audience? Or do you want to get very, very specific and very narrowly focused people who are maybe in aisle for your product or viewing competitor products? And also thinking about, is this audience going to resonate with the creative? So thinking about the way that they may or may not have engaged with your brand before, is this creative going to be impactful enough to influence their purchase decision? And then the last piece of it is thinking about your budget. So how much do you want to invest in this strategy? How much are you currently investing in other media efforts and other brand building efforts? And how much do you want to allocate to streaming TV? So as a rule of thumb, we generally recommend brands invest at least $30,000 a month in streaming TV to be able to show a meaningful lift, in order to show a meaningful lift to campaigns uh, and ultimately in their, in their results as well. So if a brand isn't ready to invest that much, but does want to leverage video assets, online video is another great, is another great option that you can start leveraging where you can use those video assets to reach your customers, but you don't have to immediately come in and invest a larger amount of money. Perfect. And I'm curious, in your experience, are there certain kind of product categories that perform better with STV? And then second sort of related question, I'm curious if like STV ads are more effective on a certain age range of the population? Yeah, it's a great question. I think at the end of the day, it really does come down to those creative assets and, and how you're telling your brand story. Every advertiser could see different results in streaming TV, just depending on their targeting strategy and how much they want to invest. So I think the most important thing is just being really strategic about the buy, really stepping away and thinking about what am I ultimately trying to leverage with this? Uh, and then most importantly as well, what results do I want to see from running these campaigns? Really thinking about that measurement piece as well. Are there any brands that you would say that like investing in STV is not a fit for? Definitely not. I mean, who doesn't want to see their ads on a TV when you're sitting at home streaming your favorite content? I think it's pretty cool to be able to see your ad up like you would on a traditional TV. So definitely a fit for everyone. Really just as long as it makes sense for the brand in terms of where their other investment is going. But, you know, definitely going to be a, the right fit for any brand. How can Perpetua help you with STV? Great question. I mean, we have the ability to buy streaming TV ads through the Amazon DSP, which is an amazing place to buy streaming TV media because we have the ability to layer Amazon's data on top of those buys as well. So if you're selling on Amazon, we can use streaming TV as a way of reaching people who we know are actively engaging with your brand. And we can also reach people we know are actively not engaging with your brand if you want to reach new brand customers. And we can layer that data on the buys and then reach consumers, you know, no matter how they're consuming media. All right. With all of that 
let's talk a bit about actually measuring success and figuring out what's working plus what metrics we're looking for to determine what success even means. Passing the mic to Gloria, who of course will be tying AMC into this picture. I think I'm going to start off with saying that it's so unique how we can measure these streaming TV ads with uh, Amazon specifically. Because in traditional media, when you're not buying streaming TV ads and regular TV ads, you're basically just throwing in a whole bunch of money into this advertisement. But you can't actually measure if that user has gone on and purchased from your brand because there's no direct correlation. There's no tracking system there. But now with Amazon Marketing Cloud specifically, this is where we can connect the dots. And Amazon Marketing Cloud is an, is an incredible tool provided by Amazon to be able to see kind of user journeys. So if a user did see that streaming TV ad, we can now connect that dot and say, okay, the, the user has gone on and purchased the product on Amazon. And we can even see if on their .com website, so their own website, if we upload that data, for instance, in a totally privacy-friendly way, we can also see if they purchase on the website. So this is measurement that has never been able to be seen before and provides a lot more incentive for brands to, to invest in streaming TV. That's really cool. How are before AMC, and we've kind of covered this question a little bit on the podcast, but it's always interesting to hear different people's answers. But like before AMC, how were people guessing what went together and how? I mean, Kim could probably answer this as well, but, you know, it's just lift and looking at total sales and looking at brand lift studies and are people searching more for your brand now? Like all very kind of mysterious metrics that you don't really know and you're trying to say it helps, but you don't actually know if it helped. I'm kind of laughing over here because we get that question a lot of when brands come to us and they're interested in streaming TV, they want to know what are the metrics that I'm going to be able to see. And they want to, you know, they want to be able to attribute sales to those streaming TV campaigns. But then I ask them, well, how are you measuring your other brand building media buys that you're doing? You know, maybe you run a print ad or maybe you buy a billboard. How are you tracking that? And they, they don't they don't have a way of doing it. It's just a guess or we just hope to see an overall lift the way people are resonating with our brand. So I think we're really, really fortunate in the streaming TV space and specifically in the Amazon streaming TV space that we can actually start showing real world actions that are being taken against the media that we're buying. And it's really cool and it's really unique. I'm curious, what are the specific metrics that like you're looking for? When my team goes in and, and looks at Amazon Marketing or queries Amazon Marketing Cloud to be able to show the effectiveness of streaming TV for our brands, we really want to just identify users who have been influenced by that streaming TV ad to then go on and purchase the product, right? So we want to be able to show the brand that these new streaming TV ads really did have an increased effectiveness on a user's identification of the brand and then going on to purchase and maybe becoming a subscriber, say either a, lo a longer lifetime value user. So we can see from their journey, like I can go back and say, this user is a new brand user and they actually were identified into the brand first by a streaming TV ad and then they saw a sponsored brand ad and then they saw a sponsored product ad and then they purchased. 
And then we can do interesting kind of overlap metrics saying a user is 1.6 times more likely to purchase if they viewed that streaming TV ad and a sponsored product ad versus just looking at a sponsored product ad alone. So how much more effective is your strategy of bringing in new to brand users with this streaming TV ad in place? And is streaming TV like is your main focus on new to brand consumers when you're utilizing those? It definitely can be. I think it's a really impactful way to reach people that we know have not engaged with your brand before, because if we're running the streaming TV ads through Amazon, then we can actively negate customers that have engaged with a brand on Amazon. So when you think about how difficult it is to capture a new to brand customer using a really high impact ad unit like streaming TV is very effective at garnering some interest for your brand and awareness. But that's not to say we can't leverage it for other tactics as well. We've had a brand in the past that actively wanted to cross-sell to their customers using streaming TV because they had such a large catalog and they saw that the average order value for returning customers was a lot higher than new to brands. So if you're being strategic about the way you're reaching your audience, it could be used for either. But we definitely recommend for for new to brand campaigns. I see. And when you say like you're going through Amazon to like set up and buy the STV ads. Does that mean they are only going out to like Amazon's owned TV platforms? You can tell I do not work on this literally at all. But I'm like, the only other one I know is Roku. So I'm just going to keep using Roku. But like, can you buy ads to go on Roku through Amazon? So ads purchased through Amazon streaming TV inventory can either be on a Fire TV device or it can be through channels consumed via Prime Video, which I feel like was a lot of words. But for example, if you're using a Roku device, but you're watching a channel through Prime Video, then you could still be served ads from Amazon in that case. Gotcha. That's a good clarification. Gloria, do you have any like off the top of your head, specific kind of like case studies or really like successful sort of STV campaigns that you've seen from the AMC perspective and being able to kind of tie that journey together? Yeah, I think just from my experience in working with brands, brands don't really realize the power of AMC and what we can do. So once I kind of show them or we show them a report, they're wowed of knowing the effectiveness because I think everyone's so used to just not knowing if it's going to work. And everyone's so used to this world of, I'll just throw a whole bunch of money into a billboard, a a TV ad, all these things, know that I can't know if a user went on and purchased. So now them being able to realize, oh, I can actually measure this stuff directly. The kind of case studies or the successful use cases that we've seen they want to invest more. So they're they're a lot more likely now to increase their budgets. They're more comfortable and going back and saying, I can measure this directly with their team. And so they are willing to invest more or we just get more brands using streaming TV in general because they know that they can directly attribute those dollars. Let's say I watched the Super Bowl and which I know you guys are in Canada, so no one really cares. Well, Gloria, you were once in Canada. And now, now you can okay. be. Now you I can still don't care. <laughs> <laughs> okay, me neither, really. But let's say I watch an ad on my cable TV that still exists downstairs during the Super Bowl, and I go and like purchase the product on Amazon. There's not a way to track that from an AMC perspective, right? Because the ad was shown on like cable TV. You can only just kind of see a lift on the Amazon side of things. Yeah, that's correct. And 
I think just to add to that in my mind in the future, right now, the state of the state is that you're still buying your TV, your regular TV, only to watch sports in my mind. You know, that's the only thing that hasn't kind of shifted over (laughs) to the streaming TV world. I think that in the future, these big players will be buying these sports channels and everything will be moved over. So there is no kind of cable. So I think in the future, we'll be able to measure everything. But yes, state of this right now, you cannot measure those directly. I have a question for Kim, actually, if that's okay. (laughs) I love it. That's the first one. That's the first time. (laughs) So you said it was a huge barrier to entry when buying TV ads right now. And STV is opening up that opportunity for maybe smaller brands to be able to buy streaming TV ads. Do you think if everything does get moved over in the future to streaming TV, and I I can only imagine that it'll be more and more expensive to buy placements, especially for like Thursday Night Football, do you think that barrier to entry will increase and we're going to go back to the the normal, it'll be too hard for smaller brands to buy streaming TV ads? Yeah, I mean, it's a great question. I think a lot of it just comes down to supply and demand. So for some of those big events that are very competitive to win ad space for, I I do think we would see an influx in CPMs and maybe a lot more direct deals working directly with the publisher. However, I still think there will be just going to be even more streaming TV inventory available. And so if there's more inventory available, then that also could bring the cost down. So I guess we'll have to see. Interesting. And I do have a follow-up question. I'm sorry. I'm now curious. Gloria's just out here taking my job, but I (laughs) love it. (laughs) I think that on normal TV, there's like certain hours that are more expensive because more people watch. Is that true for streaming TV as well? Guess we'd have to use AMC to look at day by day or hour by hour CPMs Ah, to really throwing it back to me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Got it. I mean, yeah, it's the CPMs fluctuate all throughout the day. So It's really just based on, I guess, that individual placement when you're buying it, how many other people want to reach that exact same consumer. But generally, it averages out over the day. Got it. Okay. Emma, I'm done stealing your job. Now that we've got an understanding of STV in general, how to determine if STV is right for your business, and how to define and measure success, let's hear Kim and Gloria's main takeaways when it comes to STV. This new wave of being able to buy this type of TV content programmatically with that way lower cost is a really, really huge opportunity for brands. So if people are kind of thinking about it, they think it could be a fit for for their brand, I would definitely encourage everyone to explore, you know, explore running some streaming TV campaigns. Make sure that you have all your measurement planned from the beginning. So make sure if you do want to leverage something like AMC to be able to track it, that that's all set up. But yeah, so it's just a really great way to engage with your customers and we've seen some really fantastic results and really great lift on brand metrics for the brands that we've run streaming tv campaigns for so get some more information about it and definitely definitely encourage everyone to if you feel like you're ready and you feel like you've kind of maxed out everything else that you're doing with your advertising but you haven't yet explored streaming tv definitely encourage everyone to explore streaming tv perfect gloria what about you i feel like kim did sum it up very well but uh, I guess from the AMC, <laughs> she stole everything. <laughs> from the AMC perspective, I would just say ensure. So when you're going to think about STV and, and running it, you need to ensure that you have your AMC instance set up. That's the most important so that we can aggregate data over time to be able to analyze that campaign effectively. 
but more importantly, engage with a partner that has AMC expertise because AMC, AMC is not super easy to use and leverage as a sole brand. So I would just find a partner that is really well versed in AMC and knows exactly how to measure these streaming TV ads. Perfect. Let's go back to your digital wish lists because that's a fun way to kind of end things. And so if I hadn't gotten lost in my spreadsheet that I was working on before this call, I would have gone back and listened to your episode, Gloria, to see if it's still the same thing that's on your digital wish list. But I didn't because I am lame. But I'm wondering if it is the same, resharing it. But if not, what is something new that's on your digital wish list? I was actually going to bring it back because it's not on my digital wish list anymore because I actually purchased it. Nice. Before it was like, a flight or like a, it was it's more an experience that I wanted to do so traveling which I just came back from traveling so definitely did press checkout um, on that one so now it's more I'm really into getting to triathlons and those seem to be extremely expensive and I always want the best gear so that's sitting in my digital wish list that's incredible are you like prepared to do triathlons or like you're starting from like zero and you're working up to triathlons no, I've done one this year and then a half Ironman I did as well. So looking to do more. Impressive. Okay. Kim, what about you? Gloria kind of stole my thunder because I was going to say my digital wish list is flight home to Australia, which I'm checking all the time to see if the cost of the flights are going to go down so I can go home, visit my family. But my never ending digital wish list is I have a one-year-old daughter just always wanting to buy everything for her. So it's just constant rotation of clothes and toys and shoes. But I really can't resist buying stuff for her so it doesn't sit in the wish list for very long. <laughs> very nice, very nice. What's in yours, Emma? Oh, gosh. Well, currently, I want a new pair of running shoes because I don't run very often. But while I was in Cannes, like my hotel room was the size of like a table. So I did plan to go on runs and my shoes gave me just like the worst blisters. And then I had to hobble around for the rest of the event. So like new running shoes, except I know I'm just not gonna buy them and I will just suffer the blisters in the shoes currently because I am cheap. Maybe you'll see a streaming TV ad for <laughs> running shoes and they'll make you purchase. I want. <laughs> I want on running shoes and like the number of like YouTube ads that I get for on. I'm like, stop, leave me alone. Maybe someday. They know. <laughs> they do know. <laughs> and with that, we have made it to the end of this episode of the Commerce Collective podcast by Flywheel. If you were wondering, I have not seen any STV ads for on running shoes, but I don't watch much TV. I did, however, see many ads across Instagram and YouTube that I finally did make the purchase and can close out one of the hundreds of tabs on my laptop. Thank you to Kim and Gloria for helping me understand and begin to think about STV as a strategy in the larger scheme of media. This episode was produced by Klaus Cancel with sound design by Enos Tetchy. If you enjoyed this episode or think it would be beneficial for someone in your network, please send it along as this really helps us out. I'm your host, Emma Irwin, and I'll see you next time.